And Dr. Raj Vans is with us today to go through medical articles that have recently been published. Are the findings valid? Should we be concerned? Let's discuss and analyze. Good afternoon, doctor. Looking good as usual. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for another edition of HealthWise. And today it's all about articles that we found about uh, medical issues that we would like to share with everyone. So the first one, uh, Doc, is about COVID-19. And uh, in this article, this Italian doctor actually claims that the coronavirus has lost its potency. How is that possible? Like what weakens the potency of the virus? I mean, that's a bit controversial because I think even his own government and the doctors in Italy were a bit uh, you know, worried about what his statement, you know, the statement he made because people might suddenly start becoming a bit more relaxed and say, oh, you know, the COVID is going away. Uh, but of course, this is what happened with all, all sort of epidemics, pandemics. You know, after a while, the virus might, you know, lose its efficacy or maybe, you know, because maybe summer coming, so the, you know, that heat might make the virus a bit less active. Uh, also, they might get some herd immunity, so more and more people are keeping exposed, so the virus can't transmit itself. So, what are the reasons virus will, at, after a while, you know, go away or become less potent and uh, less infective to humans? But we don't know whether we have reached that with COVID yet. We don't know whether the virus can mutate again, whether there'll be a second sort of wave. So, I think too early to say that, but I hope it's. Uh, he's right. I hope he's right, and that the virus is slowly losing its potency, just like what happens to Nipah and to SARS virus and H1N1. You no, know, but uh, SARS was a faster, but you know H1N1 took almost a year before it, uh, you know, slowly went off. So we are now looking at about six months yet. So maybe still early, but time will tell, like, you know, whether the virus is losing its potency and whether it's going to go away soon. Will it like no longer exist? Will COVID nineteen come to an end and it no longer exist? We don't know. That happened with your SARS. I think SARS just went away, and uh, you know it was very uh, severe disease and it just uh, went away very fast. Uh, but like H one N one is there every year. It just mm. keeps on coming. So you don't know how this virus will behave. What will happen? Whether it will keep on coming back or whether it will keep on mutating or whether it'll just go away, like other some other viruses. So. Again, all this is can only speculate. Time will tell. Wait and see. So it doesn't mean that the virus has lost its potency. It just means that maybe we have the immunity for this virus already, or um, or it has mutated to another virus that that doesn't look like COVID nineteen anymore. Yeah. So we don't know. We don't know which is the reason. Uh, so. Uh, but viruses can lose their potency in the sense that, you know, like they say, especially in hot climates, you know, so hopefully summer coming up in the northern hemisphere, maybe that virus will become less active and hopefully won't be as, uh, you know, serious to humans as earlier. So, uh, again... But yet, out of the blue, they come back. What causes something uh, like, for, like maybe the Black Plague, it may not ever come back, but SARS, will it ever appear again and why does that happen? Yeah, we don't know whether suddenly the virus get active and why that happens, why nature suddenly decides to change. You know, we know from uh, viruses like measles, mumps, chickenpox and all that. Yeah. You take vaccines, you know, then they go away. Uh, places where measles, so... Uh, so again, it's again, I suppose, immunity. If the enough of us have immunity, then the virus can't spread. And just that means technically humans are evolving? Uh, not evolving, that we are getting immunity towards certain viruses. So our antibodies, right. our immune system is probably uh, getting better. So 
uh, again, but we can never say because you get immunity against one virus, another one comes, you know. So ultimately, I always talk about making sure your immune system stays strong so that no matter what comes, you still can, you know, overcome that infection. Right. And, and I thought I was, we were becoming mutants or something. I was like, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our second article. Um, this one actually says that obesity can be improved with just 10 minutes. You can, imp- if you're abused, oh, sorry, let's get to the next article. This one actually says that if you're obese, you can actually improve your heart health with just 10 minutes of exercise a day. So is this true, doctor? 10 minutes of exercise a day can help improve your heart health, especially if you're obese. Yeah, I mean, if uh, any movement, you know, today they know that sitting down, is worse than lying, you know, is than standing. So, and lying is of course worse than sitting. So, even just people standing can have uh, benefits to the heart. So, walking 10 minutes a day is definitely going to help. You know, uh, of course, they recommend 30 minutes, uh, five times a week, 150 minutes. But 10 minutes, what I tell my patients is because they're not very fit, I say do 10 minutes three times a day. Just do 10 minutes in the morning, in the afternoon, and evening or night. Another 10 minutes. That's not very long and it's possible because then you still get 30 minutes a day. You know? And if you find 10 minutes is a bit too tough for you because you're really out of shape, try five minutes first and slowly build up to six minutes and seven minutes, eight minutes, and slowly go that way. Uh, the danger is don't do suddenly that, you know, oh doctor say I must do 30 minutes a day, so I got to never exercise for I don't know how many years, and then suddenly I decide to do 30 minutes of that can be dangerous because you don't know how fit you are. Uh, and even if you don't have a heart issue, your muscles are going to ache so much the next day that you will stop exercising for don't know how long. Yeah. Right? So start gradual. Simple way to start is just walk until you feel a bit better and add a minute every day. You know, uh, And that's how you slowly build up your, your fitness levels and your improve your cardiovascular system. But even 10 minutes a day is a good start. Start with that. And uh, uh, of course, if you are above 40, and you have medical problems like diabetes, hypertension, or heart, or or you've never done a medical checkup, I would at least advise you to do a medical checkup first, at least once, to make sure that you're fit to start an exercise program. But if you can't, just start slowly. You know, like I said, just walk, get a bit better stop, so, mm. so that your heart can slowly uh, compensate for your, and your fitness will slowly improve. Mm. And so... Just start, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes, it is definitely going to be beneficial than just sitting down or lying down. Okay. But what if this obese person or any person, you know, already has blockages in his arteries that he isn't aware of? Will doing 10 minutes of exercise a day have an adverse effect on them, on these people? Yeah. So that's why you, I wouldn't just start 10 minutes. Uh, you just start off walking until you get a slight stop. Don't carry on. Right. Next day, you add a minute to that, a minute to that. Sorry, Dr. Rajpans, my, my internet connection got lost. There. So, say walk 10 minutes until you get tired, is it? Can oh, you continue from walk, there? Just start walking until you get a bit breathless. That means you just take one deep breath and see how long was it. Was it three minutes or four minutes or five minutes? Just stop. Don't even go for 10 minutes. Mm. Right. So, the next day, you, okay, today I walked five minutes and I got a slightly, I had to take a deep breath, I stop. Next day, I do six minutes. Day after I do seven minutes, I just increase by a minute and go. But if you are above 40, I advise you at least once go and do a medical checkup. Make sure that the doctor says, okay, you're fit to no blood pressure, there's no diabetes. And the doctor is worried, they put you on a stress test to see how fit your heart is. Mm. And uh, that'd be something. But if you feel that you're okay, then do it this way. Start gradually 
and build it up slowly. And even if you've got blockages, your body will still be able to work. The cardiovascular system, the heart is shut, and your collaterals will form. You should be okay. Okay. And what does the test do, actually? What it, so it checks blockages and checks to see how much exercise you should be doing and how yeah, you can... Yeah, your fitness level. So when you are going up the stress test, we will see your heart rate. We will see for any blockages, we will show on the ECG. We look at your, how fit you are. We look at your blood pressure. So number of things we can assess on the stress test. And if you can go up to your target heart rate without having any problems, then normally we say you can start an exercise program and build up from there. All right. Let's move on to our next article. This is pretty scary. The age-old disease is back again in Congo. Um, Congo confirms there are new Ebola cases there. Uh, what is Ebola? Let's get to that first, doctor. I mean, just another viral infection. Uh, it started, I think the first one is in 1976 uh, along the Ebola River. That's where the virus, you know, that's where the name Ebola. And I think they got a few different types of strains also. Four are going to affect uh, humans. And uh, it's another disease that, you know, causes all the typical viral things, you know, high fevers. And, uh, but it can be quite serious. You know, this Ebola can uh, lead to pneumonias and lead to, uh, you know, uh, brain infection can cause death. So it can be a serious illness uh, spread by uh, body fluids, you know. So someone who's uh, got Ebola can spread it to other people through any body fluids, you know. So... Uh, so it's very to, similar to COVID-19, right? It's almost like COVID-19 in that way. Mm. Uh, now, the thing is, uh, so far, the good thing, one is that it seems to be only in Africa. We have, don't have Ebola here yet. And I think last year, they already had a vaccine. Mm. Also, the vaccine is out for Ebola. And uh, so that that's a good thing. So at least if they can start vaccinating the people in Africa, so at least that might at least uh, reduce the incidence of Ebola and of course uh, the virus might then, like all the others, like your rabies and your polio, polio and your, your tetanus and all that and your measles mm-hmm. and all are slowly going away because there's a vaccine. Hopefully this will happen for Ebola. Uh, but it's a very new vaccine, so wait and see. Uh, but like I said, we are lucky it's not come here yet and uh, hopefully it doesn't come. Why doesn't uh, it come here? I mean, like, what... Is it a geographical thing? What is yeah, it? actually, how do you get Ebola? Is it from yeah. the water or because you water, said it's water. from Ebola River, right? Yeah. So it's a water, uh, so it's from a food or water that you get it oh. and then direct contact from. So uh, animal to human, a human to another human. Uh, the thing is, you, you are actually quite ill when you get Ebola. So for someone to fly in from Africa, by the time he comes here, he'll be ill. And, uh, you know, and, and that's how in America, there were very sporadic cases where people flew in and then they found that they actually were sick and then they went to hospital and they picked up. So uh, that's the thing. So it can be easily uh, you know, diagnosed and uh, treatment-wise, there's all symptomatic treatments. There's no antibiotics for the viruses like COVID, we have symptomatic treatment. And, uh, but somehow it never seems to come here. So hopefully it stays that way. But of course, can never say because an infected person can come in here and yeah. assist other people. So that's why to be always careful about these viruses. Yeah, but I guess uh, in a way we feel a little bit less worried now because there is a vaccine, like you said, there is a vaccine for Ebola now. Yeah. Is there a treatment for Ebola? The viruses yeah. that no real treatment uh, for Ebola. There's no antiviral drug that works. You know, so uh, it's just prevention. 
taking mm. all the same precautions we're doing for COVID, the same precautions you have to take with the social isolation, uh, you know, sanitization, preventing contact with people, you know, all those things. Let's I'm move on. scared enough of Ebola already. I don't know if I know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. We have COVID-19. We have all sorts of viruses that in the has US, no this cure. This is called a home run. You know, we have a... Yeah. Everything, yeah. yeah That's why I told it. you the safest space to be in right now is in space. <laughs> yeah. Let's all travel to the moon. SpaceX, no, then I'll have a fear of height. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get on with our next article. This one is pretty interesting. This study tries to explain why we might always be hungry. Um, doctor, what do they mean? By, uh, by that, we have five different appetites. Yeah, you know, I, I think I was a bit confused myself, you know, because uh, we have all type of diets in the, you know, that come on and go, and then suddenly they say five appetites, and that's the reason. They talk of uh, fat, protein, carbohydrates, sodium, and calcium, and these five things that our body actually needs, and we actually crave for that, mm-hmm. and it's our caveman time. And if we have less of one, then we try to overcompensate by taking... Uh, more of the other to get the example if you don't take enough protein then you might end up eating too much of carbohydrates and fats to compensate to get more proteins in and uh, so you might end up overeating and and, and that's why it's, it's important that you have a very balanced diet um, and of course the article says that today most people eat a lot of processed foods you know foods that are fast food junk food and uh, because of that they might not get enough proteins and they end up eating more of that and that's why all these problems in obesity and diabetes hypertension all the metabolic diseases so i agree on that part i think we should have a very wide variety of foods and a balanced uh, food uh, rather than trying to eat more of one mm. so other people do go on uh, you know things like high protein diet or uh, you know they, they go on so-called uh, high fat diet right the keto diet is like a diet. high fat diet isn't it yeah and then you had the Atkins diet, which was high protein, uh-huh. you know. Atkins was a keto diet. It used a lot of high protein. A lot of the keto diet today are looking more at plant-based rather than, but they use a lot of uh, high fat. So they take avocados and the things like fish and all those things. But as long as you got enough of each, that means you got enough proteins, you got enough carbs, and, and your carbs should come from healthy source carbs, you know, the complex carbs, you know, fruits mm. and vegetables. Then, and then if you take uh, uh, the fats, then it'd be quite good because you're taking uh, the proteins, which can come, let's say, from the fish and you got a lot of vegetables and fruits to give you the carbs and you got good fats that are avocados, like nuts and all those things. So, uh, you know, adding legumes also will give you most of everything. So, then you're very well balanced. But if you start eating only one source of food, then you must be very careful because then your body might start craving for Others and you might end up overeating and all. Because I know people who, like the high fat one, where they end up just taking a lot of fat, a lot of nuts, and a lot of avocados and all that. And they might suddenly not have enough of carbs and uh, protein, and then they might end up overeating and then put on weight. So that's that's again not the right thing to do. Mm. So something interesting, something new. First time I reading was five appetites. Five appetites. Yeah. So basically, they mean the five different type of food components food that you must have. Yeah. Food okay. Groups. But, but doctor, what are the other reasons for us to always be hungry then? If you're someone who was always hungry, like even after lunch, you still crave for t- to take snacks. And even after dinner, you still want to eat supper. Is there any other reasons why people are constantly hungry? Obviously, because we're eating too much of refined carbs. 
So we are taking foods that are called uh, high glycemic that disturb our insulin level. So the moment you take, let's say in the morning, I take a roti chanai, you know, uh, two roti chanais and te uh, tare with uh, condensed milk and all that. So I got a lot of sugar going in. Mm. And the higher, the faster the insulin goes up, the faster it comes down. So by 10 o'clock, 10.30, our sugars will go low and we get a bit of uh, hunger pangs. Mm. Right? So we eat again and then you end up eating things like curry puff and kueh. Again, sugar. So by 12.31, you're hungry again. Then you have yeah. your nasi. You know, the food nasi, this thing again. So it's, it's a vicious cycle. Mm. And that's what happens to a lot of people. They go into these high glycemic foods, insulin resistance, and ultimately they end up getting, you know, all the problems, obesity and so it's always about a balance or a lack of balance in some uh, in yes. within your system. Is that why some, especially pregnant ladies, they have strange appetites, like they crave different things? That's different, I think, because that's a hormonal thing that's going on in pregnant ladies. But I think a lot of people have this, this issue. They're eating too much fine carbs. Let's say if you take for lunch, just let's say two vegetables and a, a, some chicken or fish, you'll not feel sleepy, neither will you feel hungry. But if you take a full bloody fries, especially a lot of rice, by lunchtime, after lunch, you're going to feel wise and sleepy. All the blood supply goes to the stomach. And by 4 o'clock, you're still going to feel hungry again because your, your insulin has been disturbed. Right? So again, right. uh, if you, it's just, that's the food choices you have. So cut off the refined carbs you know, and take a lot of uh, complex carbs with protein and a bit of good fats. You'll never have problems. Mm. But I, I, remember problem is- eating, I remember eating salads for lunch um, for quite ah. some time. But... Even after having the salad, after a while, you feel like, oh no, I'm hungry again. <laughs> enough, not enough. So the body is craving for it. Because you're you need to take the- a whole garden, Bell. <laughs> <laughs> so if you add salad and some protein inside, then mm. you find it's okay because the protein fills you up. Or you mm. take good fats like avocado or something like nuts together with the salad, then you'll be okay. Uh, so if it's a salad that has maybe... Um, Chicken and then or, or egg yeah. and so it needs to be balanced. Yeah, a bit balanced. So you get the protein in and then, then you won't feel the hunger pangs. Okay. Right. The problem is most people have a seafood diet because once they see food, they want to eat. <laughs> that's the, actually, I feel that's the most common diet in the world. Yeah. <laughs> seafood diet. <laughs> diet is the most common diet in the world and I call it food addiction. You know, we actually addicted. Yeah. You know, we eat. We eat breakfast, we're already thinking of our tea and our lunch and our next meal. What is the next meal going to be? We yeah. are so addicted. We, you know, we have lunch, we're already thinking of tea break and dinner. right? So so I think this is one problem that the world is facing. Uh, the seafood diet and food addiction. So well, maybe <laughs> we'll keep on educating people about that. Yeah. All right. Thanks. We will we will learn like we learn a lot from you, Dr. Rajwans, especially about eating healthy. Yeah, we, we quote you all the time. Yeah. Like Dr. Rajwans always says about our immune system and everything. We always say Or eating yeah. processed food. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can all talk about blue zones now. Then maybe we can do next time um about plant-based meats. You know how they have these plant-based meats out nowadays, you know, in the market. I'm thinking they must be quite processed because how can they look and taste like meat, you know? The, the thing is they make it from uh, this uh, a chemical reaction. Or I think most of it comes from uh, tofu, isn't it? Your, yeah, like your... soy and, and wheat. I think and some it's mushroom though. Yeah, the mushroom one might be better, but the way to make it, I'm just worried they use chemicals to, mm. to create the mm. taste. So I have so far avoided taking any of this uh, thing. But now they're coming up with, uh, you know, like what they said, mushrooms and legumes. That are 
tasting so-called tasting that meat which might be a bit more healthier but again i don't know whether they how they creating the process yeah. is it healthy or is it too yeah i was on that diet for a while all this fake meats and everything because i wanted to be vegetarian gives you gas man my <laughs> god i don't know why Yeah, uh, so I, I think they might have a lot of chemicals inside. So mm. I, I would still avoid. So I think you're better off eating fresh produce, um, even if you're not going plant based. Eating fresh is better yeah. than eating pro- processed. Fresh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would go. You know, if you can get free range chicken, great. You know, you get. Uh, if you want to take anything meat that is, you know, on a healthier part that is, you know, especially free range. Now they're having all that. You know, uh, so you got free range chicken. You know, beef and eggs and everything uh, fish is you know deep sea fish things like that um, uh, and of course i would still make sure that you still take a lot of vegetables and fruits together with mm. legumes and all that so it comes very natural yeah. all natural food rather than taking a lot of processed food yeah. right processed okay all right let's get to our final article this one's pretty interesting this article listed out some little known health benefits of pistachio nuts So maybe doctor you can tell us what are some of the health benefits of eating Do you like pistachios? pistachios. Yeah yeah I like pistachios. I think I I love all nuts all the nuts the same uh, if you are what you eat I'll be a nut so almonds too. Okay you know cashews are key legumes you know but if you look at the Brazil nuts and you know macadamia nuts and walnuts and pistachios and even seeds huh? sunflower seeds and all these seeds i love that uh, but again i think as we balance all nuts actually have all the same benefits that pistachio has you know they got good protein they got low in calories they got good fats they are got antioxidants like pistachio also got vitamin b6 uh, and you go on to the benefits like you know they they help in heart health they help in can maintain your weight Uh, they say you're helping your blood pressure because of the B6 and all. So, uh, but again, remember the earlier thing: don't overdo on one food, mm-hmm. right? So it's part of your whole this thing. So you want to take a you know a, a handful of uh, pistachios, go ahead, no problem. Uh, but I normally add them together with all my other nuts. So it's just one handful of different type of nuts, and uh, but don't overdo on just one food. Mm-hmm. So it's very healthy. But I wouldn't want you to take one whole bucket of pistachios just because it's so-called healthy. Like, but all nuts actually fall into this category. They are actually quite healthy. Uh, they get a lot of good fats, proteins, and uh, a lot of uh, vitamins in are mostly available. Mm. But so good, good to take no harm. Is there a difference between getting like salted nuts or just plain roasted or honey coated? Those type. The moment you go into all the salted and honey coated and all these, then you are actually using a lot of the the benefits of nuts, just natural nuts. Mm-mm. You actually get organic or whatever, as long as they are nuts, natural nuts. But don't make it salted or honey coated. All those there, you lose some of the benefits and you end up extra calories and salt inside. Yeah. Okay. But can we just live on a nut diet? Like for example, breakfast we have some cashew nuts and lunch we have some almond nuts and then uh dinner we have some pistachios. Again then we go back to that you know we are you know the five appetites we just spoke about so we're going to have problems and I had a lady who was actually crazy about nuts and because she thought it was healthy okay. and came to me for one problem she couldn't lose weight. But when she said that dietitian had calculated she was taking so much of calories just from the nuts. Mm. So she drink that she was you know those she eating some normal things are healthy that she take 
He accessed a lot. He did all the plant-based fruits and vegetables, but every meal, he had a whole number of nuts, you know, a whole big bucket of nuts because he loved them. And that was so much of calories that he couldn't lose weight. Mm -hmm. So we advised her to cut down on those. Uh, so though they're healthy, but anything don't overdo. Okay. Uh, balance is the no. key. Yeah. Speaking of that, what about taking elements of nuts? Because I see a peanut oil and almond milk and this and this. It's it's not exactly still, it's not that nut that you're having. It's just elements of that. Is it just as healthy or why do they even have these peanut suppose, oil and whatnot? I suppose they, they want a, a healthier version, but peanuts and cashews are key legumes. They don't fall under nuts. Mm. So they can be a bit more pro-inflammatory compared to nuts which are uh, you know, anti-inflammatory. So, uh, so I would be careful of those, uh, those peanut, uh, peanut oil and all that. Not too much of that. Uh, but yeah, some people, you know, they like almond spray instead of eating the almonds or they you know, use almond milk and all that. Uh, can, but just be careful that look what else they put inside. Because sometimes the almond milk might like, have extra sugar inside. So you lose the benefit of just almond alone. Uh, just check the labels what you have. I, I rather prefer eating the almonds per se than you know getting all these uh, other things that might have some processed food inside. What is the proper, uh, not dosage, but what? how much can we eat of nuts per day? What is the proper <laughs> amount that we can a, eat per day? A handful, a handful of nuts. That means your palm size. So I just put all in the palm. So some people say talk about 15 to 20. But also depends on how's your uh, rest of your diet. If you're someone who's not eating a lot of other uh, foods that are high calorie, then maybe you can take a bit of extra almonds or a bit of extra nuts. But I, I just put one, you know, one handful of nuts in my palm. I think that should be enough. So, so instead maybe, of like nasi lemak have instead of having peanuts, because you've said peanuts are legumes, I could have nasi lemak with almonds or something because change it up to be healthier i i i think when you make nasi lemak, uh, we got a lot of green vegetable there cucumber there um, and yeah, we use different nuts you know so your nasi lemak can have almonds with a bit of walnuts or macadamia and all together so uh, not necessarily peanuts so you can actually make a real healthy nasi lemak. Mm. Which will cost 25 ringgit per packet. Without the lemak, you can make just the nasi without the coconut milk. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. then substitute the peanuts for another nut and add more greens instead of yeah. fried chicken. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there won't be nasi lemak. But <laughs> 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 the egg can be there, the nuts are there. You got the it can be laced? It can be laced, you can put a bit. So yeah, it's still nice. Cool. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Rashpans, for uh, this another edition of Health Wise today. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank Take you. care. Stay safe. <laughs>